Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 602 for the week of September 25th, 2021. I'm Chris Griffith here bringing you the week's news and editorials and stuff about RPGs. Joining me this week, we have Pascal Takaya. I've somehow snuck back on. Congrats. You made it. What are you going to do now that that you've achieved this level of fame? Well, it's pretty much all I ever wanted. Um, I don't have any plans going forward. Going to Disney World then? Yeah, well, that's easy. <laughs> I live next door to it almost, so oh, yeah, why not? Okay, right. <laughs> why not? Uh, also joining me today, Eclipse. Uh, excuse me, um, Princess Eclipsia von Luna. She's in the bed here, chewing her feet. Hi. I could just spend half an hour petting her on the on the stream and seeing how many people would watch. Probably more than I would expect, right? Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of cat petting streams. <laughs> All right, and then you just heard Kelly Ryan. Also, I'm glad I'm not the only person that gives my cats titles. I think a lot of people give their cats titles. Though I didn't used to, but for this round of kittens, I was like, I gotta do like the full stupid pet owner title thing. Need With land grants and everything, let's do it. I have Princess Alice, Destroyer of Amiibos. She earned that title. Yes, she did. You can go on a website and buy them a piece of land in Scotland or, like, purchase a a rock from the moon or something. Nice. Why not? A rock from the moon would make sense for Eclipse here. Be part of her theme. Yeah. To the moon! Uh, also joining us in a few minutes will be Anna Marie. She is um, making something for herself in the other room, and then we'll she'll show up. So, I'm going to start off by talking about what I've been playing, because it's so boring. I've been continuing on this uh, Champions D&D idle game. I don't have anything to say there, except still stuck on that. Still playing it. I put hey, in... Hey, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Chris? Yeah. 11 days! 11 days! So, we got spurt. <laughs> 11 <laughs> days! This is Anna Marie. <laughs> I, I had to show them context for spurt. Because yeah, I had no idea. Cr- critical role character (laughs) i am i'm at the point where i think i need to start watching critical role (laughs) (laughs) i I would love to watch all these cool D &D campaigns but like they're all so long and there's so much to catch up on there's you got the ones from the mcelroys you got the penny arcade adventure b team a team b team c they got like three different ones you got critical role it's like there's too much (laughs) Um, the trick to critical role is one start with campaign two because that one's more complete because campaign one they started like in the middle mm. of one that they were already doing so it's kind of hard to get to jump in versus campaign one which started immediately and um, listen at 1.5 speed and you'll get through it just a little bit faster mm. oh, I thought I needed to watch on video I mean, you can listen to it, it just as easily. I, that's pretty much all I did when I was working on my uh, painting stuff. Okay. But, yeah, I, I had to show you the spurt video so that his ultimate would make a lot more sense. Do they do? So, like, if I go and watch these things on YouTube, have people done a good job of, like, interleaving, like, the fan-made content at the appropriate time when you're watching the archive to be like, 
uh, this thing, funny thing happened in the last one, and now somebody made this cool video showing it, and here it is. No, I don't think they've done that much okay. work, but there are like highlight reels with some of the best stuff from each episode. Gotcha. All right. A lot of nice. Yeah, and there's also no no shortage of animatics. Absolutely no shortage. Yeah, and the Penny Arcade ones tend to have like the when they do like the ones that they stream at packs they have like these giant summary videos each time to catch you up and so i always like those but uh, it's just just, i feel like you have to do too much work just to follow this stuff i mean you'll get through it eventually i thought okay but i might die first at this rate it's too much (laughs) i mean campaign one is 140 episodes give or take 140 episodes at what length three hours like three to four hours. Oh my but god, Kelly! <laughs> Chris, there's also like a 30 minute break in between that you can skip. Um, there's like oh good. 15 minutes. It's only three and a half, three to three and a half hours. <laughs> don't you also listen to scam streams that are just as long? Yes, I do, okay. but I don't have to go watch the back catalog. Chris, if and I'm you doing spent... other things. Yes, but okay. Yes, you're right. I would have to exclude that to start listening to this, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's one or the other. You can't have room for all of it, and you can't catch up on it. <laughs> okay. It's too if much. You, if you if you do the one point five speed, and if mm-hmm. you skip the breaks and okay. skip the intros, it's mm-hmm. roughly about two hours an episode. And if you're doing something else in the background, like playing a video game or coding or whatever, you, you can listen to it as background noise, not even. Okay. So, so what I need is like the playlist of here are the campaigns to listen to to understand all the references baked into Idol Champions. No, because Spurt is the only character that's an Idol Champion. Or the only critical role character. Well, the only critical role character. So so far. But there's other characters from other fan campaigns and, and D&D sphere things. I'm saying See, if you want to get that. the whole thing, Kelly. You, got... <sighs> you want the whole D&D universe? Yeah. Where's the I want the D and D cinematic the DCU. No wait. D and D C U. D and D C U. The DCU might be, you know, DC Comics, but yeah, the D the D and D C U. Just that just sounds too confusing. Just not even critical. We'll just pick a D and D campaign and listen to it. Why don't we just run a D and D campaign? That would actually be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've are I'm you volunteering to DM, Chris? I'm such a bad DM, though. You know how everyone complains about the McElroy when the one guy that who's bad at DMing did it, and then whenever they criticized him, they said no bummers. You told me the story, Anna. Yes, I, I'm I'm bad like him. Oh, <laughs> just remember, no 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 DM can be as amazing as Matt Mercer, and even he hates being compared to. Mm-hmm. So, just but also. Be the best- I would I would commit to not making you learn actual accounting practices. I would commit to that. I would not do that to right. you. Right. So that's an improvement at least. And the only sucky thing about doing like a digital D and D game is that I had a joke character that that I wanted to play at some point that was a Kinku that had a bag of holding that only talked like Wiley Coyote. So she had thousands of signs in her bag of holding for like every possible conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How does she find them? 
That's the joke. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a very, very nuanced joke character, and I probably wouldn't play that character. So to me, it was funny. Misty's in the chat's like, ooh, a baby DM series. (laughs) Maybe we should get a listener who's a good DM to do it. (laughs) What? I just like Miss Disa cheering you on to be a DM. Be a D- Why me? By the way, if I'm you're the one who set all the horses at- on fire in the in the DM thing at PAX, right? Like, yeah, you made Cheapy D so angry. I need I need a st- story. You're playing. So- yeah. There was one E3 where both Chris and I ended up showing up in reference in a in a a cheap ass gamer podcast episode because um cheapy d went to um a demo that chris also happened to be in and chris was playing the dungeon master and basically threw horses that were on fire at cheapy d and then a couple hours later he came over to natsume and i did his demo and he talks about like how awesome i am and how much i fangirl over him which i maybe (laughs) kind of do I'm just jealous that you've met GBD. I have met GBD multiple times. It's hard times. to not notice him. He's tall and bald. He's like seven yeah. feet tall. Like, he, anytime I see him at E3, I'm immediately like, that's GBD! <laughs> Tell us a poop story. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, God, that kid's probably in elementary school by now. Oh my From god! The last no, time, Ty? No, Ty? He's, he's Ty's old. in high school. <laughs> oh god, I'm old. Is he in high school? <laughs> he is. Really? Yes. Middle school, I would have figured, but high I, school. I, wow. Yeah, I, I think he hits grade nine. I, I swear he oh. hits grade nine this year. Okay, just oh. starting high school. I can, I can, I can accept that reality. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's thirteen now, right? I don't know. Could be. So, that sounds reasonable. So Listen to cheap ass gamer. He was a kid, little baby. Yeah, and he threw up in his stroller and caused a huge mess. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. They grow. They keep yeah. growing. Yeah. I started I, gaming sorry. with a group before they had any kids, and now they have two kids who are old enough to game with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember when he used to run around in his diapers. Mm-hmm. I remember when he used to run around without his diapers. <laughs> <laughs> One of the kids doesn't like wearing clothes. No. He, He's better at that now. Okay. <laughs> he finally grew out of that phase? He grew out of that phase. <laughs> <laughs> you, as an adult with her own house, she never really grow out of that phase. <laughs> well, he doesn't do it modest. when company's over now. <laughs> <laughs> that is an improvement. <laughs> It's like when you get a house of your own and all you live with is your husband, it's like, you know, I can walk around naked and nobody will care. Mm-hmm. And that that's all fun and games until in you fact, forget. some people answer... will prefer it. <laughs> uh, that's all fun and games until you forget and answer the door in your underwear and you're oh, like, no, wait a Kelly. minute. Oh, no. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I always do checks before I go to the door now. Like, yep, I'm all right. <laughs> yep. Good to go. Yeah. I think we've all been there when somebody knocks at the door and you have to run through the house to go find some pants to put mm-hmm. on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shit. 
My and problem you know is, that is... they know that that's what you're doing, which makes it worse. <laughs> you would think that I would be smart by now and put like a robe beside the door or something just to, you know, quick cover up. But no, nope. yeah, make sure there's a window, too, so they can watch you put it on. And here's the best part is I've actually forgotten one morning when we were getting groceries and I was doing the cat food topless. And I'm pretty sure the delivery driver got a pretty good eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> We, Do you think at some point to... we should talk about the games we've been no, playing? No, you should. I, I want to know, did you reduce his his monetary tips since he got something better? It was a she. Oh, so it was her monetary tips and no. she got something better? <laughs> we've had the back door open and I've been running around in the morning in my underwear and my husband, Vaughn, has been like, you know the back door is open, right? I'm like, if the neighbors are looking in and get a show, that's their problem. <laughs> I honestly don't know what the rules are about exposure within your own home. If, if I mean, you're looking, if you're looking into somebody's house and you see something you don't want to see, that's your fault. I assume it is. That that know. is pretty much on you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it doesn't matter if we move. But back like, to if Canada. you have like a bunch of glass windows and you just like you've moved into a neighborhood and created an exhibitionist thing where you are like deeply disturbing to all your neighbors, that would be on you at some point, right? I take it to an extreme. See, now I don't know. Yeah. All right. That's... I mean, are you having sex in your living room with all of the shades open? That's a little weird. Running around no. doing a chore in the morning with your without a bra on? No. We need a lawyer. Well, we don't need a lawyer because this is not happening in our house. But it doesn't matter if we move <laughs> I want. I want a hypothetical lawyer. I mean, if you look in and you see something you do want to see... If you see something you do like, that's still on you. So yeah, that's got to apply Von in both situations. Oh, then. glass windows as opposed to brick windows? I meant, I meant glass walls is what I meant, Vaughn. Like, the walls are glass, so you can see everything. <laughs> There's no covering. <laughs> this house would be terrible in the summer. <laughs> All right, well, what have we been playing? I, th- I was talking about what I was playing, then Anna comes in here and starts talking about flashing the milkman. <laughs> I have also been playing um, Idol Champions. I am slightly ahead of where Chris is, I think. Although he's catching up quickly because he's decided to optimize the hell out of how he plays. And I'm just like, I like playing. 11 days. 11 days. (laughs) Uh, Anna plays for the memes. I play for the, I don't know. There's, There's nothing that I'm playing for, is there? All right, never mind. And Hi. we've all been playing Hades. Yes. Yes. I played a little bit of Tales help. of Arise, but nothing notable enough to talk about. So, good job, Kelly. You're catching up. I'm so happy. I am out of hell, like a bat. Mm-hmm. And be love joke. Um, but yeah, I was like, I had a feeling something was going to happen, not only because you hinted at it pretty heavily, but yeah, that was kind of heart-wrenching. That first and... escape just shattered me i was just like this game is not supposed to make me feel these things so i didn't know i had feelings (laughs) i killed them all years ago so yeah now my new goal is to try and finish the finish a run with each of the weapons which the fisticuffs is going to be fun it is fun. Uh, my first i don't know if you know but for for um the gun and for the fisticuffs, you can hold down Y instead of smashing on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I first knew that. 
Well, Chris forgets, and I go over, no, and I'm like, why are you slamming on your controller so hard? He's like, because I'm playing with the gun. I'm like, but you just hold down the button. If I hold down the, the button, I, f- I forget to pick it up to reload. <laughs> so I I actually realized last night that I am better at this game in handheld because I have my Hori controller, mm. which um, lets me do rapid fire so that I'm not quite giving myself repetitive motion injuries. There you by go. There you go. Mashing. I love it. And um, when you d- do the do that with the gun, um, you reload a lot faster. And last night, my first successful run was because one of my boons was basically turning the special on that into a rocket launcher. So I was just like pumping Hades full of rockets. Just bam, 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 rocket, rocket, rocket. And when the rocket was on cooldown, just peppering him with bullets and stuff. And then I had um, Demeter's Call, which was just sending down a rain of arrows. And I only died once during that fight because I have my uh, death my death count maxed out to three right now. So that was a good run. And then I think I'm doing one with the arrow right or the bow right now, which I can't. Uh, I have to turn rapid fire off for that because the bow strategy is more, you know, hold and shoot. Um, which is a little bit harder, but some of my best runs have been with the bow. So we'll see how well I do with that. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm having a blast playing this game, which which is, well, I say that, which is funny because I've, the past couple of runs, I'd been doing really terrible and it was like, man, I don't know if I'm still jiving with this. I've been doing awful and thought about moving on to some, taking a little break from Hades. That's all most of what I played this week and then finally got out and was like, okay, I'm reinvigorated. And I haven't even attempted, I, I got that uh, Pact of Pain or whatever it was. The, pact of the Punishment. Thing. Yeah, Pact of Punishment now. So I haven't even attempted any of that yet right now. I just yeah, want you're to fine. get out. Yeah, doing that with every weapon is a, a good next goal. Yeah. And I've been giving Mom and Death presents. Yay. Yeah, and, and Death aka okay, Thanatos is a kill stealing mofo. But yeah. I also love their little uh, manliness contests. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys finally convinced me to play this. Yeah, it's fun. It is. Anything else you want to say about Hades, Anna, before we move on off Hades? I'm getting frustrated with the Seder tunnels. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I Poison? Yeah, I just... <clears throat> there's a point where if you don't build the quote-unquote right way, the Seder tunnels are extremely difficult. And since everything is randomized, it's very easy to not get a good build for the Seder tunnels. And so... But when you do, you just go, room cleared. And yeah, that's 100% satisfying. But like, there was one run where the only sort of counter I had to the nonsense inside the Seder tunnels was my lightning dash, mm-hmm. which had gotten supremely powerful. And so all I did was run around. Yeah. And that's not a fun way to play, in my opinion. Mm. That's all. Oh, and I've been highly amazed that every time you bribe Cerberus, you get a different message. Yes. You, you vanquished Cerberus. He's Don't worry, he's fine. <laughs> Cerberus defeated with a bribe. (laughs) Or I like Cerberus vanquished. Don't worry. He's okay. 
I like wonder that. if there's a Cerber- Cerberus defeated, you monster. There is. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Cerberus defeated. You, you did, did this. this. Yes. Yeah, I got that one. <laughs> Good. All right. What else have you been playing, Kelly? Um, a little more Tales of Arise. I hit a pretty heart-wrenching story point that I really can't talk about. Oh. But it's kind of a good motivator for what's going to happen like for the rest of the game, I want to say. And it, it did make me sad because they, there was a really cool character involved. Um, that's pretty much all I need to really say about that. I'm, I'm still having a lot of fun with that game. Um, I just I have not had much time to play it this week because it was a backtrack week. So a lot of my time was spent getting ready for the backtrack and doing other stuff. I finally got back into painting minis again because I um, I put a um, old CPU of mine in my hobby room so that I can uh, watch videos while I'm painting. And it just has made my life a whole lot easier because beforehand it was. had a laptop hooked up to my TV and it wasn't very conducive because the cats, that was the cat's favorite place to lay when I was painting and cat plus laptop keyboard equals chaos. I so, hate chaos. Yeah. <laughs> chaos is all right when he gives you good boons. Mm, that's true. Um, particularly ones that are like, oh, I just can't see what's in the room, but I get a whole bunch of attack if I do this for three rooms. Okay, sign me up. So interestingly, the the um, detriments and boons are not one-to-one Why are we tied. back on Hades? Oh my gosh. Because you made a chaos joke, and I keep thinking that every time I'm in there. Yeah, I think that was a Final, Final Fantasy joke, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. But, but it, today's Hades day. You forgot. I mean, what's the what's the final word on chaos? Do we love it? Do we hate it? Are we ambivalent I guess to it chaos? Depends what game we're on. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, um, more, more tales of arise. I plan on hitting that a lot harder next week. I'm curious how long, much longer I have in the game because I'm in like the third area of five, but it's a tales game, so I could be in for like another fifty hours, mm-hmm. give or take. Um, I also finished Deltarune Chapter 2 last week, and had I known about a new story that was coming up this week, I might have waited to play it. Why? Because uh, I prefer playing on console. Oh, I see. Okay. And because the save file carries over, I think I did more stuff on the console version than I did the regular version. Well, now you can play it again. Yeah, now I can play it again, and now I can play around a little bit with some of the, like, genocide run versus pacifist run because i pretty much spared everybody on the pc version Mm -hmm. so i'm curious if i can go do that or what i can do um because it the game made mention of things changing if you kill more than you spare so i'm curious about that and also um i never i never finished defeating one of the optional bosses in the in both versions, like the PC version and the console version. And there's like shadow shards that you get for beating the optional bosses. And I want to go back and try and get that. Yeah, sure. I, 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 I beat the optional boss in chapter two, but not in chapter one, because the optional boss in chapter one was really freaking hard. So I will get to attempt that again, but 
yeah. Uh, Deltarin was really freaking good, and I love the music, and I can't talk about it. Everything is a spoiler in that series. Of course. Everything. So, yeah, that's all I played. Anna, what have you been up to? Um, I've kind of been so busy with um, work and stuff that I have mostly been playing phone games. And so um, I have been playing Cozy Grove. I have been playing a lot of Apple Arcade stuff. So Cozy Grove, um, Zookeeper, um, Neko Atsume, and a little bit of Dragon Quest Tact. And then um, beyond that, um, Raging Loop finally went on sale. And it is another one of these visual novels that are like, well, it's literally a werewolf game. <laughs> And so this is one of those visual novels where you have to fail to succeed. So I finally died for the first time, and now I can continue progressing. Congrats. Yay! It was a terrible death and mm -hmm. pretty gruesome. All right. This is a game that I'm probably not going to want to play at night. It's your anime game is what I call it. Yes. It just sounds well, like people my shouting anime yeah. things. So um, you're you're just this you know dude who like broke his bike. Um, going down the highway in the middle of the Japanese mountains, and you stumble upon this town that um they are having a werewolf problem, <laughs> and so yeah, that's that is the extent of what I know thus far. I I didn't listen to my oh. friend. I went in. I I left the um. I I left the the latrine that she shoved me into. So I died, and now I'm in the loop where it's like, I remember that if I leave the latrine, I die, so I'm not going to leave the latrine. And kind of dealing with the trippiness of having that knowledge, even though it didn't happen. So, yep. Time loop games, everybody. Yes. What are you playing on? Uh, Switch. It's on sale, half price right now. Ooh. <laughs> Not that I need more like visual novels right now, but that sounds interesting. Yeah, no, it's um after Nosha, I was like, I I really need to play Raging Loop because it is the same thing, and Alex really liked it, and he thought it was a good thing, and so I was like, yep, put it on my wish list. As soon as it goes half price, I will one hundred percent pick it up, and it went half price this week, and so I picked it up and started playing it. That's all I've been playing this week. Sorry, very boring. That's all right, Pascal. It's been a while since you've been on. What have you been up to? Oh, don't worry. I won't be any less boring than that. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. So, all right. So this is very sad. Um, work for me and life just in general is such that I love thinking about playing games like while I'm at work. And man, it sure sounds relaxing. But when I get home, it just seems like too much effort to to get into a game. Like a game, like any game right now would be like like a slight time investment required to to turn it on and kind of get my brain back into it and so many many days i just don't nope i'm feeling mm -hmm. that i've i've been so busy this month yeah that's certainly a mood i've definitely felt that yeah so um and that is one of the reasons why uh, i've come to the table with zero rpgs to talk about today but you have none rpgs right Say say again, please. But you have non-RPGs to talk about, right? I do. And and to be 100% um, 
truthful there is an rpg but i am not allowed to talk about it right now and it is very good uh but yeah so i the the games i can talk about are well anna these are going to be like anna games i think (laughs) so you've just clued me in on one that i might want to check out maybe uh maybe i can return the favor so i played a game called 12 minutes um, via Steam. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, oh, that that one. One. Speaking of time loop. Yeah. <laughs> what is all this? What is? This? Did you finish it? Yes. Okay. We found the endings to be really unsatisfying. <laughs> and yeah, unsettling. <laughs> you said the endings. Okay. Um. The well, so I agree on the ultimate ending. Like I guess the the canon. Uh, I'm assuming you've gotten to it. Yes. Well, I mean, there's yeah, there's different ways to resolve after that too. Right. Yeah. But Chris, the yeah, canon yeah. ending is the one that you don't get the credits from. Oh. I I honestly don't even remember where Which credits credits even? roll and don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the I mean, one where she asks you to leave. Oh, okay. And you leave, and the loop restarts. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've not gotten that one because um, well, I I mean, I've left, and the loop restarts all the time, but I don't. I'm not so sure if I've been asked to leave. Yeah, I mean, so of course, you, so you can resolve. You guys have talked about an RPG cast, I guess, right? Yes. All right, so you can resolve. We weren't you know, happy yeah. with the game. <laughs> it had such good potential. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and good actors, guess, and then like, ooh. <laughs> so here's yeah. the thing about like, good actors. Like, first, yeah, good actors. Yeah. Go ahead. The first 75% of that game is awesome. It's the last twenty five percent where it just unravels. Yeah, I <laughs> I haven't heard you guys talk about it, but that's pretty much what I would have said anyway. <laughs> I haven't played it, but I watched a retrospective on it. Mm-hmm. Some of that stuff that they were talking about was like, uh, yikes. <laughs> mm. So, um, speaking of actors, I so obviously Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. can't can't oh, really replace him. So and, good, of course. Um, I would even say Daisy Ridley is recognizable, um, but that's because I watch Star Wars. I would assume anybody who hasn't watched Star Wars wouldn't really care and, and know the difference. I didn't know it was um, her until Anna told me. <laughs> yeah, I can I can 100% see that. Like, and and I, I've I watched like, Star Wars. I just oh, didn't recognize her voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's somewhat recognizable, but then James McAvoy? Yeah. Um, who, yeah. who is he I in the know. game? I mean, well. Oh, he's um, the main you know, guy. He's the only other you. person left. The only other person. <laughs> well, that or, um, or the daughter on the phone, but like, come on. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, if that's him, then actually props to him. Yeah, if I know. He's right? the daughter yeah. on the phone. <laughs> he did a great job. Yeah. So uh, it, it felt a little weird. Like, oh, are we just name dropping names that are that's except for Willem Dafoe sound very replaceable and, and not recognizable in some cases. Um, all right. So, yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, there, I dislike the fact that it devolves into your standard um, adventure game moon logic if you want to proceed to the end. Like there's there's at some point you've exhausted every every mm, variant that you can think of of mm-hmm. of how to like do I try to kill the cop? Do I try to frame the wife? But the only way, the true way forward requires a very specific. Uh, a set of actions we did have take. a couple points where we had to like look at a guide to be like oh we we yeah. talked ourselves out of trying this because of x y and z but we really should have tried this because we just needed yeah. to do it in the right order and 
like we had thought of it, but we thought like it wasn't going to work, so we didn't try anymore. So and, that sort of stuff. It, yeah. Yeah, and it felt to me like because the game makes a point of of giving you freedom to pursue so many different avenues that it then it it felt overly restrictive to mm-hmm. require this like exact specific set of events in order to get the actual end. And then yeah, on top of that, the ending was not um satisfying well and the then when they go ending. and justify how the ending even occurred like I, what like I, I didn't I, really get it yeah <laughs> it just i don't think it's i read well about written. it i've read somebody's uh interpretation and i honestly don't know exactly how they got what they got out of it yeah and it's probably meant to be open like that on purpose but that's never been my favorite but like even here mm-hmm. i just don't think it was executed well uh, great yeah. concept, poor execution. Yeah, cool little idea. Opinion. Yeah. So I played that. Um, I've also played. So this next one is going to get a write up on RP Gamer in the next few days. I finished uh, the Forgotten City. Ooh. So I have which, a friend again, that's like been loop. harassing me to play this since it was just a mod, and now that it's a real game, yeah. I Wait, 100% want to dive into it. Isn't that the experience dungeon crawling thing? Nope. So the oh, Forgotten dude. City was a Skyrim mod oh. that actually got turned into a full game. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea behind it is, uh, for reasons, just well, for reasons, um, you end up going into some kind of a like a like a ruins of a building. You fall through a hole and you end up underground, deep underground, where there is well, what else? A Forgotten City, and it's populated by. Uh, as far as you can tell, ancient Romans. I was going to say awkward Skyrim NPCs, but either yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Like very obvious like where the Skyrim, <laughs> uh, the the influences of the mod and stuff comes from. Uh, Romans, as well as some other, uh, like some ancient Greeks. Like So ancient civilizations are down there. They all speak perfect English, though. <laughs> of course. That part um, is casually glossed over. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And, and, and also, um, you... There's a, a time loop involved. You can oh, do uh, whatever you want in the city, but so there's a, a warning screen in, in, in the game and it says like, please don't like spoil things, but I don't think this is spoiling like anything too much. Uh, there's something called the golden rule happening in the city, uh, which requires everybody to be an upstanding citizen, like no crime, no, uh, no misbehavior of any kind. If any one citizen, including you, does anything considered quote unquote unlawful? So unlawful, like by the gods' standards. Where, you know, again, we're talking Greeks and Romans, so Greek and Roman gods. Mm-hmm. If anybody does something um, unlawful, the entire city gets punished uh, by death. Oh, delightful. everybody dies. Yes, and, that's uh, a lot of pressure, including no you. Pressure. Uh, this is a psychology experiment. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah, it's. And and it's really easy to commit a crime. Yeah, steal steal uh, one single piece of gold, and it's not it's not that um, you can steal it if you crouch and go into stealth mode. Oh no, stealing is stealing, no matter if you're being watched or not. If as soon as you steal or anything you know anything else uh, the, that breaks the law, the uh, a voice from the heavens announces that everybody is now being punished. And uh, you, the only way you can escape is there is a, there's a time portal that only you can use that resets you back to the beginning of this. Well, I guess it's like, it's a day, it's a day in the, in this city. And it brings you back to the beginning of the day. And um, you have a certain, over time, you kind of uncover what 
your purpose is. Like, it's not clear at the beginning, and I won't say there is obviously something you're ultimately meant to accomplish. And you can do it in multiple ways, and you can do um, a bunch of other things on the side. You can There's about 20-something 20, 20 uh, NPCs, and they all kind of have their own issues that you can uh, help them resolve. And Or you can you can be a dick and mess with them or send some of them to their deaths. And, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Um, so it is Skyrim minus basically the combat. With very very few exceptions, there is um, there is some like bow shooting uh, in one or two sections that's kind of required, um, but apart from that, yeah, it's just it's walking around and talking to NPCs. It's the the uh, the role playing aspect of just Skyrim. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely got um it's got some high points if if you like that sort of game. Yeah, it's it's an adventure game. Do you like that sort of game? I enjoyed it. Um. I I played it in 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 like two or three basically two or three spurts um and in between I turned it off and it was really hard for me to get back into it like I played it the first time I played it I played it for several hours and then I took a long break and during that break I just had a hard time making myself go back to it so it's fun as you're playing it but if you step away from it for a couple of days you know well at least for me it had the effect of I kind of had to talk myself into going back to it. I don't know if that makes any sense. And when I went back to it, it was enjoyable again. It's kind of weird. I guess maybe it's because I don't know. I was going to say it's because I played so much Skyrim that I was kind of burned out on it, but I feel like that's probably not really it either. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's really just walking around and talking to people. Mm. I couldn't say. Ultimately, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Then I kind of I'm cheating a little bit on this one because I haven't played it this week. It's been a few weeks since I played it, but I thought this was this was really the one I thought would be the Anna game, so I wanted to bring it up. Um, Lost Words, which I played on Switch. I, I I don't know what else it's available for. Probably PC. I'm not sure. Um, so this one's uh, not time traveling. This one's like a contemporary story, uh, and it's it's what you would expect from like your your indie uh, like narrative game. Um, this one is a game about, uh, like a teenage girl who is being, who has been given a, I guess a, a blank notebook or a diary or something by her grandmother. And she's kind of an aspiring writer slash storyteller. So she decides to use this notebook to write her fantasy story. So she's, you know, just a regular girl. She has her, um, uh, like teenage rebellion phase where she doesn't get along with her parents and stuff like that. And, but she loves her, her grandma. And, um, and she's just the narrator of the story. Like you don't actually like control her or anything. The entire story takes place in her notebook. So it's, um, she narrates the words as she writes them in the notebook and you kind of um, like platform over the, the words and sentences as they appear on the page. So the uh, so the story the the heart of the story is her um, as kind of dealing with uh, what happens with her grandma and this is where like the emotion comes in because um, it happens pretty early on her her grandma does um, is not is not doing well so this is the the family member she hangs on the most she's you know she's really really close with her so she uh, she has to deal with like the emotional fallout of this. And um, in a way to kind of 
I guess, honor like her grandma's like uh, <laughs> wish that she that she uses this notebook to write her story. She starts writing her fantasy story. And that's where the gameplay then comes in, because you actually play the story she's writing. So you kind of dive into the notebook and from there it becomes like more traditional game where you you're in the fantasy world and you're uh, you play this. Uh, well, like a girl, I guess, a characterization of the, the girl telling the story and she's off on a quest to retrieve the fireflies and while the dragon flies over the land and, you know, burns it to cinders and whatever fantasy elements she comes up with in the story. So um, you play it and in between the chapters, you kind of follow her, like her real life as stuff happens with her family. So it's kind of emotional. It's kind of sweet. Have you played this at all, Anna? I have it on my I want to play this list. Okay. Yeah. Um and that's my my adventure games. Cool. Yeah, I've been watching the trailer or playthrough here and it's it's interesting. Which one? Lost oh, words. Lost words, yeah. No, yeah, it looks interesting. Well, uh it sounds like we're out of interesting games to talk about though, and we should move on to interesting answers to our question of the week. Which was last week, have you hit a wall, either in gameplay or just mental, in a great game, and you just couldn't play it anymore? Oh, I forgot the uh, word rep, that response. Um, My brother from another podcast, Plenty M, a.k.a. Matt Mason, says, Legend of Legacy might be a stretch with the great game label, but I really did have a fun time with the game in combat and what it did with the sleep mode on the 3DS. All until I got to the final boss. I hit a couple of hurdles along the way, but the final boss was something I couldn't overcome. I lost half a dozen times before looking up strategies. Everything I found involved skills my team hadn't learned, and due to to the random nature of skill acquisition, adding five hours of pointless grinding before I tried the boss nothing helpful popped a few more times was aggravating half half hit points in the boss's final form it was as far as i got and sold the game to rid myself of the temptation to waste more time on it yeah with that game that story totally tracks i i'm i'm i don't know if i agree with the premise that legend of legacy is a great game since i keep hearing conflicting opinions on that but yes eh, he, he he's not wrong um Louis Mao Sanchez writes, I don't know if Super Mario RPG is considered a great game, but when I was eight years old and in the process of learning English as a foreign language, I couldn't figure out a really basic puzzle password that was pearls. As a consequence, I had to stop playing the game after several hours of frustration. A couple of years later, I gave it another chance and actually finished the game. It also happened to me a few years ago when I was revisiting The Witcher 3 and decided to play all of the entries one after another. I played and loved The Witcher 1, but 10 hours or so into The Witcher 2, and I decided to give the franchise a break. I just felt tired and bored. (laughs) There you go. And then from Shaman, I have tried on multiple occasions to finish Persona 3 and have never been able to. The game's atmosphere is so oppressive, and I've been suffering from clinical depression for so long that I've never been able to power through to the end. My last run run a few years ago ended in the end-game August, and I wonder now that I'm actually treating the depression to see if I can see it through. Yeah, that's a very oppressive game, and I'm I'm curious if you're playing the PlayStation version or the PSP version, 
Um, Because the PlayStation version, you couldn't control your other party members. And that one is... uh, Can you control them in FES? In FES version? Oh, okay. Yeah, P3P is the only one. Okay. Um, I thought they improved things in the FES. Pascal, do you want to read your own feedback? (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) Okay. Squiggly Leo wrote in and said, I'm weird and get turned off by odd things, even stuff that probably matters very little. I hit a wall in Persona 4 once. I got to the point where it became clear that there were timed elements in the daily life. He put daily life in quotes. Sections. Limited time to do stuff sounds to me like I'm being locked out of doing everything I want. And relationship building systems on top of it aren't my favorite. I quote, took a break and haven't been back since. See ya, losers. Man, this guy is weird. I don't agree with and And Chris, I think you did right by reading it in like a petulant, <laughs> babyish child voice. Wait, I was going to say, wait, who's talking? I don't know who's talking. That impression was so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Chris probably nailed him. Uh, that's too bad you don't like P4. Oh, it makes me sad. Oh, well. He, he's not wrong, though. It does kind of feel like you have to make hard choices about what you want to do yeah, in that do. series. It was years ago we talked about that on the cast one time. Yeah, probably. That same story, yeah. Oh. I just follow uh, guides. That, that's how I solve my dilemma. You're like, well, what to do uh, here's a guide day. on how to do all the things in your limited time. Uh, uh, I'm Anna. I follow guides. I'm the perfect gamer. <laughs> no. That, no, 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 no. That's like the, the perfect uh, cheater. You, you, have, you have cheated yourself and the broader <laughs> gaming audience or whatever the hell that guy said. The only one you've cheated is, or all you've you done want- is cheat yourself. I don't yeah. remember anymore. I just want oh. to say, like, the question of the week was, um, like, things you've quit on, basically. Or hit a, can, have you ever hit a wall? You, you cheated not only the game, but yourself. <laughs> we could read all these responses in, like, such in whiny voices. It would, it would just kind of make sense. You didn't grow. You didn't improve. You took a shortcut and gained nothing. You experienced mm. a hollow victory. Nothing was risked and nothing was gained. It's sad you don't know the difference of what true gamers are. <laughs> true gamers! <laughs> you could very easily add the Willy Wonka you lose good day, sir, speech. You lose good day, you sir! You stole fizzy lifting drinks! <laughs> you bumped into the roof, which will now be cleaned! You lose! You get nothing! <laughs> You're the weakest link. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, oh, along with stupid. You're so stupid from UHF. He's in the box. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> stupid. Wait, isn't that seven? What is in the box? No. What's in the box? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing is in the box. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. it's the morning, back. all right. Um, from from Featherhoof, question of the week. I think I think I've hit a wall with the mainline Pokemon series. I played and beat every gen up until black black slash white, but I've continued to buy the games. I get to three, maybe four badges, or the first or second trial in the case of Sun and Moon, and I just quit. My interest 
and continuing hits a solid brick wall and I just put it down and move on to whatever else is available at the time. I mean, fearing that's fearing that's going to happen again. I've canceled my pre-order of shining diamond. To me, that sounds like a good, all of those things sound good. Everybody should have a five hour rule. We're like, if you're not having fun anymore, stop playing the game and stop buying them. So he, you know, yourself. <laughs> and then finally from Tracer 3 or is it Tracer 3 or Tracer I I I Tracer will have to tell us next time they write in Tracery it's a Pokemon Tracery Tracery I've personally hit a wall with every Girl Answer game. I've tried to get through two through five, but I always managed to get stuck on a battle or lost. Maybe I will try again one day. And that's all of our feedback. I was going to say, I think I have tried to play through Wild Arms 5 multiple times and always just kind of hit a point where I just don't want to continue. And it sucks because I love that series. Yeah. I probably could have written about Tales of Vesperia too. I think a lot of people like it. And, and I've, I've talked about it multiple times on here already. And I've I've tried again. I've tried another time since then and quit again. I uh, I played through the Xbox version and then bought the remake and excited to play through it again and just hit a wall and couldn't bring myself to finish it. And I don't know what was wrong. It's okay to not like games. No. I, I, I think that we just have to acknowledge this. Not okay. What are you talking? See, it's it's a hard thing for me because I've I've felt like I've hit a wall on a couple of games. Like I tried to play through Stella Glow multiple times and kind of hit a wall. And then one day I just powered through it and I ended up really loving the game. And for me, I think it's kind of a mood thing where if I don't, sometimes I won't click with a game at first. And then later on when I'm in a different mood, I'll try it and then it'll instantly click. So I think it varies from person to person and just what what's kind of going on in your life. Yeah, that was but that was the question on the previous episode. Um, that, that was two weeks ago. What, hitting a wall? Uh, no, like oh, kind of giving uh, up, but then going back and clicking with it a second time. Yeah. Yeah. Because funnily enough, when I first booted up Hades, I kind of wasn't gelling with it. When I bought it in um, December. And uh, after that huge, um, not Black Friday sale, the huge Christmas sale where Anna and I were buying codes from Newegg and cleaning house. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I booted up Hades that night and I was like, man, I'm just not feeling this. Yeah, it took me a while to get to Hades as well. Yeah, I I think it's a mood thing. Um. Maybe that ought to be our question of the week. Do you have different gaming moods? What are they? I have a question. Get the sheet ready. Ooh. Oh, you do? Yes. I didn't see it. Okay. Oh, wait. That's last week's question. Where's this week's question? Under Tracer 3. Uh, okay. I see it now. So this week's question of the week, you can <laughs> add, you can email us at podcast.rpgamer.com or call or text us or leave a message on the comment thread, which is usually where we find them. Are you into visual novels slash adventure games? If so, recommend one. I am not. So if you have one that, that would be a good starter visual novel, I am all ears. Phoenix, right? Yeah. That that would yeah. be where I would start, or maybe very, something like uh, Nosha. 
I've never even heard of that. But like these are like upbeat, funny, humorous, well written. Yeah. And you get yeah. two games for the price of one if you do the Ace Attorney Chronicles. Yeah, I played well, the... Th- the trilogies. Three games for the for the price of ah, one. Ah, there you go. I believe there's is there two trilogies now? Nope. The Apologistus trilogy. They haven't released that though, have they? Uh, no, okay. they haven't released it as a trilogy now. Gotcha. Uh, but speaking of trilogies, there's the Nonary Games trilogy. Ooh, right? yeah. Yeah, but for starters, oof, those are those are some dark and involved. <laughs> yeah, no, those games are dark. And there's those a Europa trilogy. Yes. Yeah, that's less dark, although it's still about um, murdering people. A, <laughs> a body has been discovered is less dark. A body has been discovered. <laughs> those are also really kooky, though. Like <laughs> I would, unless kooky. Um, yeah, they're they're. The, I would it's, put those last. It's like slapstick macabre. Slapstick macabre. Okay. Can you think of a better way to describe Danganronpa? Because it's not really scary and it's not really icky. I think you, you, it sounds like you're justifying things. Right. Why you like that one and not other horror games? <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah. No, I think Anna's right. Okay. I would, but right. out of on on the on the spectrum of like who, what should you start with? I would put, I would put that one, that trilogy behind the other ones we mentioned. All right, so Phoenix Wright, right? Is yeah. where we're starting. Yeah. Um, or do you go into the Japanese visual novels and get something like uh, Canon? No, that's sad. Is that all <laughs> stuff? Why no, do not, you make me sad? It's not porn. It's just it's a visual novel and. A, and it has sad endings. <laughs> Emotional endings, rather. Yeah. I have actually played, I think, like the first two or three cases in the first Phoenix, right? And I I only bounced off of it because something new, it was like a gap game between something new coming out. I find the older Phoenix rights are a little hard to go back to at this point, which is why I sort of lean towards. Well, I went the back to them when they came Marvels. back out on the iPad, and that oh, was that was well, fine. That's true, because they were really old. <laughs> I mean, I guess the reason that I sort of lean towards um, suggesting the newer ones is they have that um, that story mode where, like, if you get stuck on a puzzle, you can just have the game solve it for you. Oh yeah, forgot they added that. What about um? What about uh, the photo one, um, Shibuya Scramble? Oh, that's that's a good oh one. yeah, that's funny. That's an excellent one. There's a lot of good visual novels or visual novel likes. Yeah, adventure <laughs> games. Adventure games is like the way that I kind of define them. Adventure games with no gameplay, which is not Phoenix, right? That. Um, yeah, there's a, oh god. Corpse Party has like four or five different Corpse games. Corpse Party, that's that's on the uh this is you're signing up for an experience type of thing though. <laughs> it's funny because when I was younger I enjoyed adventure games a lot, but that was when pre-internet when you would, you know, rent a game and take a risk on what you was getting. So I had rented uh, Blazing Dragons for the PlayStation, which was kind of a Monkey Island type adventure game, and got horribly stuck and had to call the help hotline multiple times. No, actually, no. I think it was the one time. Now that I th- that I remember it correctly, and 
I didn't know that pixel hunting was a thing in these type of games. So there was like a something that I had missed that was in the foreground that was apparently clickable that I just never thought to click on that there was the solution to the puzzle. And yeah, um, we are spoiled on the internet now is what I'm trying to say because a simple game facts would have completely solved that problem and like 10 bucks to call the hotline. So I am also so weird horribly... to talk to someone who actually called the hotlines. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what else did you do when you were stuck you, and you didn't have you internet? Didn't, uh, you get yelled at by your parents and you're not allowed to call the hotline. So you, you, well, you I just always talk I... to kids at the school grounds and hope you get something. Well, I have yeah, one. Probably. I always asked first, and two, nobody was playing the games that I played back then. Then you so... just figured out on your own, or subscribed to Nintendo Power and hope that told you. I Except... once racked up um, seventy dollars in phone charges with dial-up internet, going to like um, like chat rooms to try to get uh, like no, hold on, at wow. like gaming gaming chat rooms mm-hmm. to um, ASL. Yeah, to get to. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Age, sex, Age. location. That's oh. the thing you asked in chat rooms at the time. Oh. <laughs> Thank God I didn't know what that was. <laughs> no, it was for adventure games. And yeah, I got, like you said, I got yelled at. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> so 70 bucks at full charges is a lot. Maybe that can be a bonus question. Did you ever have to call a hotline pre-internet? And if so, Please. how how much? How did that work out for you? <laughs> how did that work out for you? I'll have to keep that for a future week. Put that in the template. Uh, um. So yeah, we've, we've got news now. Sorry, I keep getting distracted by this woodworking channel that you have on. What? <laughs> it's great. What prompted this? I don't know. I I I needed something fun to look at while we talked, and I had a video recommendation. Because I'd this watched is... this, uh, watched a guy make a uh, globe out of colored pencils the other day, and so now oh. I've got recommendations like this. <laughs> you know how YouTube a... is. <laughs> oh, I know exactly how YouTube is. I'm just amused, and way the videos are like, yeah, they they made another circle. Yep, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> I gotta see it. <laughs> it's when it's when Chris starts streaming a video of paint drying that we know we need to like step up our yeah, but our, as long as it's really level. interesting paint drying, if it's a time lapse, then it could be pretty interesting. <laughs> We're justifying paint drying videos. I love it. <laughs> so is it time for news? Final Fantasy fourteen has had their Endwalker job changes detailed. I only play one job, and it is machinist, so I have I, no yeah. idea about any of this. I mean, there's like a new job called Reaper, so you can learn more about that. I, I really just, if you're a 14 player, I would just direct you to the article, trying, for us who aren't currently playing it, trying to explain the changes and sound like we know what we're talking about is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, summoners get to summon Demi, Demi Bahamut, so that's a thing. There you go. Demi Bahamut. Is that like Demi Kids, the Atlas game? Yeah, no, that's their that was their attempt to be a Pokemon. Yeah, well, so Summoner yeah, go... is basically summoning Pokemon to fight for them. Oh, summoning gods, which is also SMT. We come full circle. Anyway, go go to. How the does site. Kelly it's... feel about chainsaws? Because they're giving machinists in fourteen chainsaws. Ooh, I'm down with that. Wait, Wait did... yeah, here you go. So we're not getting guns anymore. 
Summoners losing all damage over times and summoning actual Ifrit and Garuda. So cool. Very thank you, Cyrail. Somebody who knows what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so less dots. Less dots. Less dots. Less Stop dots. No more dots. No more dots. No dots for you. Um, action RPG Wu Chang Fallen Feathers has been announced. Okay, uh, what's that about? Kung Fu. It I is imagine. about the af- the aftermath of the death of the Chongzhen Empire and the last emperor of the Ming Dynasty. So basically, about stuff in China. Okay. Um, also, a strange affliction that causes people to grow feathers and rapidly change their behavior and appearance. So what? Turn into harpies. Okay. You don't want to get yeah, that. I- yeah, I That's the wrong kind of watch... bird flu. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we have a trailer for this that you can watch. Um, somehow I missed it, apparently. So yeah, there's that. We've got a that's in jagged the, That's in the, the Kung Fu game, you're saying? Um oh, sure. Yeah, Wu Ching Fallen Oh, Fallen Feathers, hence okay. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Um, we've also got Jagged Alliance three announced. So did THQ Nordic have like a THQ Nord has had a press conference, yeah. Okay. Um, So Jacket Alliance 3, this puts players in charge of the mercenary team in the country of Grand Chien, and it's following the chaos after the rise of a brutal regime known as the Legion, and it's turn-based combat with RPG elements. And I guess this has been a long-running strategy series. Jacket Alliance? Oh, yeah, super old. Yeah. It's weird, though, to hear it referred to as Urchi elements because well because strategy but yeah yeah and then we've got Alder's Blood the Xbox One version um, announced with an update released um, this is the turn based tactical RPG and the Xbox version just came out for 1999 and this takes place in a Victorian slash western setting with players leading a crew of hunters on a quest to kill a corrupted god has kind of an interesting art style. And nobody seems to be chumming in on that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think I remember it just by the description of Western Victorian, because I was wondering, like, okay, what does that look like? And then I recall, oh, I think I did see something about that. Of course, that is what it looks like. And then we've got a Kickstarter check-in for Keylocker and Hero.exe. So Keylocker is a story about... um Music being banned in a post-apocalyptic, not a post-apocalyptic world, just a futuristic world, and the there's turn-based combat with uh, that's kind of oh, strategy-inspired. Yeah, yeah. Up, up, down, uh, down, left, up, right, right. <laughs> look, looks a little more of a dire music is banned story than say, no straight roads, but the art style looks really neat. So I'm curious about that. I have no straight yeah. roads on my wish list, and I really want to get it, but it like never goes on sale. Yeah, we, wait, wait for a sale for that one. We've had um, either news or maybe even I don't know. I don't know if there was a demo at some point for Keylocker. It, it feels like maybe there was. I'm not sure, uh, but we've been covering it for a while. So I was surprised that it's just now doing the Kickstarter. Let's see. They're looking for thirty-five grand in funding, and those who pledge at least fifteen dollars will receive a digital copy of their game. Um, and the Kickstarter campaign is set to run until October twenty-third. Same developer from uh, Virgo versus the Zodiac, and I'm pretty sure Alex liked that one. Ah, uh, 
and then we've also got Hero.exe, which is a combination of action RPG and collectible card game and visual novel. And the game lists inspirations, including Mega Man Battle, Work, Battle Network, Hearthstone, and Fire Emblem Awakening. Um, this one is looking for 20 grand in funding, and those who pledge at least $20 will receive a digital copy of the game. This is set, set to run until October 21st. Oh. All right. I, yeah. And then we had a surprise Nintendo Direct this week. Oh, I'm excited for this. Let's talk about it. Uh, snap. <laughs> um, so the first thing they announced was a expansion for Monster Hunter Rise called Sunbreak. Sunbreak. And they, all they released was a teaser trailer. There's another dragon. Woo! 2022 Yay. for that. Summer of next Our- year, right? So is isn't the scuttlebutt that this is in lieu of a G version of the game? I um, I mean they did an expansion for World, so that seems to be what they're doing now is expansions, which I think uh, will appeal better to the Western audience. But what do I know? No, I mean that that totally makes sense to have an expansion compared to you know buying a brand new, completely new game. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure that they're gonna be. Uh, releasing details on that soon um so which reminds me i I wonder when that mega man uh palico event quest is gonna happen oh yeah they announced that a while ago and then or was that that while ago that was pretty recent oh okay i must be mixing up world and rise Mm -hmm. Uh, we've also got voice of the cards the dragon isle roars gets a release yeah so that it, this got announced a couple of weeks ago, and we all were kind of like, I have no idea what this is. Do you? No, I don't know either. Oh, okay. So, yeah, now it showed up in the Nintendo Direct, no, and it's, a, it's got it's like a Yoko a Taro very, card game. Yeah, it's a Yoko Taro har- card game uh, published by Square Enix. And the entire game is cards, like the town's cards, the characters are cards. It's and all cards, man. And there's dice in it as well. Cards all the yeah. way down. So, um, I. I I have visions and terrible nightmares of um the Zodiac uh crap I was playing it earlier this year. I was streaming it and I ended up hating it. Uh Children of Zodiacs, which oh. was also a card and dice game. So was, when I saw that it was cards and dice, I'm like ah! but also I'm uh, gonna buy it because I'm a sucker. Um Fabian on Twitter was comparing this to Crimson Shroud, which was that DS dice tabletop game. Well, that I think... if if it, if he thinks it's like Crimson Shroud, then I'm in because I really okay. liked Crimson Shroud. I need to play Crimson Shroud. I, that was one of the first play 3DS games it. I bought. It's so good. I will add that to my shortlist. So um, there's going to be a special bundle version available for this game that includes a pixel art set and seven pieces of DLC based off of Dare Replicant. Um, you can swap the costumes of the characters. It's going to have a whole bunch of em- Emil-based stuff, which is that weird head that Yoko Taro wears. Um, Emil dice uh, is adorned with, adorned with his face, Emil card backs, and Emil avatar, a Grimoire Weiss inspired ba- battle board which amuses me um yeah all sorts of neat stuff and i th- th- there's a demo right now on the eShop and playstation store which chris i probably like, should have chris is like you should download and play the demo and i'm like why is the demo going to tell me something that i don't already know which is i'm going to buy it 
um, the demo is also acts as kind of a prequel to the game. So okay. I appreciate games with um, unique content like that. Then I, I might be in on the demo. Yep. I, the reason uh, I said you should download the demo is so you could talk about it on the show. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> wow. Let's be clear. <laughs> Missed opportunity. That's on you. You were not grokking that, and I guess I think I had to let it go because you were just too busy to think about it. <laughs> I I actually missed most of the Nintendo Direct Live because I was in a conference call <laughs> that I could That's, not reschedule. All that really meant is you missed Bayonetta, which isn't even part of our coverage, I guess. Yeah. No, I Maybe. missed part of the Mario movie announcement. Oh yeah. But we'll we'll talk about that later. So Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, um, next part of the the DLC pack, and it looks like it has actual story content. So I mm-hmm. I might I might be back into that. Why wouldn't you be back into that? Because you love that game so much, and more story content sounds great. Yes, but the first wave of DLC didn't look like it had meaningful story. But they're content. different waves, right? I'm and I'm acknowledging that. Okay. But here's the thing that looks weird to me. It looks like the little guy gets hurt in the first scene and like you have to do something to help him in this DLC. But you're telling me that doesn't jive with what how the game ended. So I don't know what's going on. No, no. I mean, it could it could happen. Also, little what's his name? Prince Little Sidon with a trident. Yes. Ah. See, no. I'm I'm amused that you get to play as Pura and Robbie, and it looked like he was. I can't remember. Like Robbie was in a cart. Yeah, or so something. it looks like Robbie rides a vehicle, and like the vehicle transports Pura. Okay, gotcha. So because I've forgotten, this is the prequel to Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah, it but a, it's it a Muso. Non canonical no, prequel. To it Breath is a of the canonical yeah. prequel. No, it isn't because if it's true, it makes breath of the wild not happen no yeah no you didn't see how it ended okay there yeah, there is room different... for both of them all right wasn't there gameplay and stuff i was just wondering how how are the champions fighting alongside link but that would be because it's the prequel the what is it a thousand years earlier yeah yep yeah hundred years and they bring in the champions from Breath of the Wild because let's add time travel to everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to say, wasn't there wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey? There is 100% wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Okay. And hey, are you guys excited to play more Genesis games on the Nintendo Switch? Yeah, yeah, but Kelly, they stopped making them. No, they didn't. They're just moving them to Nintendo Online. Oh. So the good news is that we're getting Nintendo 64 and Genesis titles for Nintendo Online. The bad news is you're going to have to pay a premium for them. Yeah. I guess it's a new expansion pack membership option, which they just teased. No pricing or details. Yeah. So this is going to be a different Nintendo Online tier than what exists currently. And you will have to pay more than the current plans to get access to this new chunk of um, Nintendo titles, the N64 stuff. Hey, guys, there's also a Sega Genesis collection on the GameCube. Or not, why did I say GameCube? On the Switch. Sega Genesis Classics. It has most of the same stuff. Shh, don't tell them that. Um... No, I was I, I accidentally slipped up and said GameCube because I was thinking in my head, call me when they do GameCube. 
releases. <laughs> or Game Boy Advance releases. Actually, I'd be more than happy to pay a premium for that, but not so much. This, I this have stuff. researched the internet, and I have confirmation from the internet that Age of Calamity is an alternate timeline. Oh, okay. Because Fair the internet enough. is always right. Well, I mean, you're right, but I did search for Is Age of Calamity canon, and I've found nobody... Um, no. The best way of reconciling that I've seen is that it's an alternate timeline in that Zelda way that they have alternate timelines for Zelda games. They have the very hand wavy alternative timeline. Like, oh, if if Link uh failed in Ocarina, then this happens, and if oh. Link succeeds in Ocarina, then this happens. Right. <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> um. Also, they not in this news story, but they announced special controllers for these uh, things too, and they're fifty bucks. And why you would want to pay fifty bucks for the Nintendo sixty four controller, which in my opinion is one of the worst <laughs> there, controllers ever. There was conceived. a great tweet that I saw, and someone go, it, it was um, thanks uh, Nintendo, I've already got it covered, and it was someone who had taped a butter knife to the middle of their Switch Pro controller. <laughs> <laughs> it was good 100% I liked it oh god I didn't even see if the Genesis controller that they're selling was a 3 button or a 6 button because if they're charging 50 bucks for that 3 button then the I have questions where do I find that I didn't I didn't see that at all Um, it was in the trailer oh, man. or in that little thing I don't know that's fine Nintendo. Uh, oh here it is Japan Switch Online gets a six-button Mega Drive controller. Uh, let me guess, the U.S. is getting the three-button? Yep, six buttons only uh, in Japan. For God's sake. <laughs> Update. A Nintendo spokesperson explained the decision to release the three-button Sega Genesis controller in North America instead of the six-button controller. For the U.S. and Canada... A replica of the original Sega Genesis controller is the available model. This was by far the more widely used and well-known Sega Genesis controller in these regions. I That's not know. a reason! I don't no. even remember owning a three-button Genesis controller. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Everybody that's what you got. that ever bought a freaking Genesis I know, in the U.S. dumped that three-button no, and they bought a six-button. They should have. We got through our ownership period of the Genesis without buying a six-button and I didn't like it, but also I never bought a fighting game, so it didn't matter that much. But it does matter because the six button was more comfortable. I know. Oh my god. I know. We we'll have to import both... it from whatever from uh, Play Asia or something. It pulled that crap with the freaking Genesis Mini too. Or will it even sell? Is it only on their store? Yeah, it's only available for Nintendo uh... Switch Online membership people to buy so the secondary market is going to be the sega genesis mini did the same thing apparently yeah yeah it's all right like people say there are you can always go with the 8-bit do controller yeah that's no, at least that's, something it's not going to be yeah. as good as is this a hori developed controller i assume or do we know doesn't say okay wonder who makes i'm it. sorry i'm very passionate about my genesis I, controller i think it's yeah i'm I'm not opposed to you being upset. I just think it's funny that Nintendo would do this again. You know what? I, I feel like if they ever did Saturn games, they would try to justify that stupid original Saturn controller with the... Nah, we'll give you like, the big circle one. Yeah. <laughs> the Knight's controller. 
No, the Knights controller was actually okay. I'm just talking about the original one that, that had like the awful D-pad uh, yeah. for the Saturn, if you're Instead remembering. Instead of the smaller one or whatever? Yeah. I, I don't know. Right I, I only have, I have like one Saturn controller, so I don't know what to compare it to. And then people always talk about like the good Saturn USB controller. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Where do you even get that? And it was a knockoff, I guess, produced in a period of time that I wasn't buying controllers. So I don't know what these good Saturn controllers are. So I can't get upset See, about them. Here's the bad Saturn controller with the awful D-pad. on a that, Discord? Oh, Discord, right. That That breaks your thumb in half because... I think only aliens and frog people would ever be able to use that controller comfortably oh. on the D-pad, rather. Anyway. Oh, um, wow. Is anybody ex- oh, wow. Yeah. It's for frogs. Yeah. And I don't mean like uh, French racial slurs. I mean like actual frogs. Looks Mon like they're Dieu! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good Yeah, sorry. Uh, Okay, right. I could bitch Carrying about controller on. stuff all day. Um, um, are you guys excited for Knights of the Old Republic? Believe it or not, yes. So, <laughs> so KOTOR came out when I was not interested in PC gaming, and I was only tangentially interested in Star Wars. But a lot has changed since the original release. I, I like Star Wars. Can I? All right, hold on. If I'm listening to this podcast, at this point, I'm like, wait. Are they excited about the 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 old Republic thing after we just had an, an a remake announced? Like, why are they excited about this when a remake was announced like just a week or two ago? Because it's well, coming it, it, to the Switch. In but November. like the complete remake is coming to PC and PS5, and that's where my uh my Kotor excitement should be. And like, why are you excited to play the old old version again for fifteen bucks on the Switch when everyone has it about fourteen different? ways on a billion other things already because i don't own knights of the old republic on anything else yes you do because you were married to me and you have it access to it on the pc and the and the xbox and the ios and (laughs) i actually don't think it works on ios anymore well no i think it does um i I think it might have been eaten no because it's it's aspire um okay let's see ios kotor let's find out this is actually useful info for people um kotor 12 plus apps.apple.com it is currently still available for 9.99 oh okay uh this is for people that just want to play kotor portably and don't want to wait for the remake and i'm okay with that that's probably me as emperor mythos in the chat points out the remake doesn't even have a date yet yeah yeah so i'm hook me up to this because i'm happy i didn't play the original um, I think I'm gonna wait for the remake just because I'm I'm hoping that the remake will have more polish. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear that laughing. This um, is the first time we know of Aspire doing a um a full game on their own. You know, they they no, usually do true. ports, so it'll be interesting. Um, hey, speaking of remakes, are you guys excited about ActRaiser? <laughs> So they did a, I guess Squeenix did a complete ground up remake of Actraiser, and you can even play it in classic mode. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. It was you can do the music, original or classic. I'm sorry. I, yes. My brain filled that gap in when I was watching the direct. Um. So yeah, uh, you can get Actraiser Renaissance now for all the systems. 
well, except for Xbox One, apparently. It's 30 bucks, and those who purchase the game before November 1st for Nintendo Switch or on Steam can receive a wallpaper and a five-track mini soundtrack. So, oh, and I guess the PS4 will get an original PlayStation 4 theme. So, I have never played Act Razor. Is... <gasps> you know what? All right. So, so here's the deal. I, I would <gasps> normally not recommend this, but since there's no good way to play the original any other way, you should emulate it. It is No, okay. just play really this one. Good. Just no, play no. this one. The original is really good. If you have no context to what's going on here, you 100% can still go back, find a ROM of the original, play it. I feel like it absolutely stands the test of time. It hasn't been that long since I played it. And yeah, it's really good. My My one thing... My one piece of advice after talking with a whole bunch of friends that have played this is if you played the original and you feel like um, that in the new question. one, the combat is a little floaty. Isn't okay. isn't ActRaiser on Switch Online? No. Really? I thought it was. Okay. Um, And yeah, you've got uh, original and remastered soundtracks by Yuzo Koshero. I didn't know he did this game. Now I am curious. A new autosave functionality and new difficulty options. Yeah, so when I when I Google ActRaiser Switch Online, the first link that I get is put ActRaiser on the Switch, you cowards. <laughs> well, you've got it. Now you know Must why it isn't on it. All right. Didn't Sega try to do an the act composer? Clone? Yes, and it was not good. Who who okay. is this composer? I'm confused. Yuzo Koshiro? Yeah, what 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 have they done that I would know? Um the entire Etrian Odyssey series. Oh, okay. Um a lot of the good Genesis soundtracks. So all two uh, of them. Yeah. No. <laughs> 3. No, wait, why, why, why am I Googling ActRaiser? I'm trying to Google. They did ActRaiser and ActRaiser 2, obviously. So, I mean, for me, ActRaiser is the best thing you've listed so far as far as soundtracks. Um, oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. But only um, the, the early, first one. The early Ease game, so Ease 1 and 2. Oh, before okay. it was JSK? Yeah. Damn, we need Josh this weekend. Streets of Rage 2 with Motohiro Kawashima, but still Streets of Rage 2. All right, I'm on board. <laughs> I was like I wasn't already. <laughs> I mean, Persona Q: Shadow of the Labyrinth. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm Composed a one song. <laughs> I'm a Uematsu stand for life, but Yuzo Koshiro is in second place. He's in along with several others. Streets of Rage four. Obviously, was on purpose, but okay. Um. Oh, eight bit version Sonic. So it was the Game Gear Sonic. That's funny. He's still 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 done some pretty amazing games, Chris. I know. I and just it, the, that was funny. And no, the entire, yeah. yeah, the entire Etrian catalog is just full of bangers. Etrian's pretty good. If you were into Seventh uh, Dragon twenty twenty and Seventh <gasps> Dragon, yes. Oh, you were okay. Did you that, play those? Um, yeah, they were the ones that were on the um, three DS. I didn't at know least, you played them. At least one of them got localized. There's Seventh Dragon, Seventh Dragon 2020, and Seventh Dragon 2020 dash two. Um, I don't remember. Only the 3DS one. Okay. Yeah. Only the 3DS one got released here. Everything else, I think, has fan translations. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we've you got... might have loaded up one of those fan oh, translations. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. After I played oh. the OG, after I played the one that was localized. 
Um, we've got Triangle Strategy releasing in March, so yeah, it's no so longer called we, Project Triangle Strategy. It's just Triangle Strategy. Someone says something really insightful the other day that's like, you know what's going to happen is if you re rejigger all of the Triangle Strategy um, letters, it's going to be some sort of surprise some title. anagram. Yeah. Like uh, the fairy flies. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Well, I guess we'll see. Oh, these are uh, like Hideo Kojima tactics. <laughs> well, I mean, Octopath Traveler ended up being O C T O P A T H as the letters of the people. So they have a release date now. It's March 4th, 2022. And they said that they made some changes as a result of the feedback with its demo. So there's difficulty options, UI improvements, camera controls, and the ability to review previous dialogue, which is great. Um, I didn't get a chance to play the demo of this, but I'm people that I've seen on Twitter that have played it have said that it's very much like a Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre. So I am very curious about this. And yeah, th- this is done in the same style as Octopath, Octopath Traveler. So what's that engine called? The 3D HD? 2D HD. 2D, 2D HD. I was saying to Chris when I was watching it on the Nintendo Direct that it looks like washed out in a way that Octopath didn't. So I'm kind of curious what they did that make it that made like all of it blown out. I I'm think it's a bad sure. capture for the I trailer. think it was bad capture footage. So would that explain why the Bayonetta footage looked like crap too? I don't know. I didn't see that. Up yeah, I, I had to go to a meeting I'll before bring I got to that. I'll bring that video up soon. But... Um, I... I don't know what it was. I thought that the Bayonetta footage, it looked like a PS3 version or something. It looked so bad. And I thought it was just me being picky, but no, a lot of people noticed that. But regardless, um, hey, if you hadn't played Deltarune last week like I did, you can now play it on PS4 and Switch. And it's free, just like the PC version. And all your stuff carries over. So, yeah, check that out. And then finally, we've got, uh, my March is going to be packed next year. We've got an, a release date for Rune Factory 5. It's going to be March 22nd, 2022. I am looking forward to this. So am I, man. What am I going to play first? Uh, uh, March is going to suck. I might just take a week off work. And not not on our site, but in RPG adjacent news, uh, they re- announced a Chocobo Racing <gasps> game. Sorry. So we need like what sixty one other people so that we can have the uh, RP Gamer Chocobo Racing tournament because there's going to be sixty four player multiplayer in bracket form. I'm excited to watch those on Twitter. I am curious if that's going to be like simultaneous multiplayer or if it's going to be like, uh, is it, doesn't Mario Golf have a tournament mode that's um, asynchronous multiplayer? I think so. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to be curious how that works. I see, I, I have Chocobo Racing on the PlayStation, but I never played it very much. And you said that you played the crap out of Chocobo Racing. I did. Oh, yeah. And it looks cute, and I swear I saw Steiner driving a little go-kart. Um, was it Steiner, or was it... I I mean, there are armored characters in mm-hmm. the Chocobo Mystery Dungeon series, so I don't know if it was Steiner. 
okay. It just, I, it, he flew by so fast it was hard to tell. To me, it looked like Steiner. And the Black Mage certainly looked like Vivi, but I'm going to be curious about that game. I don't even have a release date for it. Um, so, yeah. that That is all the Nintendo Direct news um, that we officially have. Oh, and the other RPG adjacent was that they announced the Castlevania Advance collection for that, for the Switch. Apparently, I was the only one excited about that because I think Ari of Sorrow is the best uh, Metroidvania-style Castlevania game. So I'm watching this Bayonetta trailer finally, and I'm going to shut it off now. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I was watching it too. So that means, my, that means most Castlevania games probably on the Switch now because they have the classic collection i think or yeah. i don't know what it's called the konami so they i think that they still need to do a 3d collection that has lament of innocence and curse curse of darkness um maybe also the nintendo 64 games but i highly doubt it and then they also need a ds collection was there more than one on the nintendo 64 uh there was two um, Oh, only one the original... that I, dracula x maybe Oh, no, Dracula X is actually in the Advance Collection, which yeah. is a weird addition because that was never on the Game Boy Advance. Um, trying to think. No, I really want them at some point to do a DS collection, and I don't know how they could do that. They could either do it in Tate mode where you could just have both screens on the Switch or, you know, just... How did they do DS games on the Wii U? Did they just have it, like, windowed? I don't remember anymore. Hmm. I mean, it would t- it would take some finagling on Konami's part, but I think that they could do the DS games pretty easily. But just taking out some of the dumb touchscreen puzzles that were in the... Uh, that were in... What was it? Not Ari of Sorrow. Art. What was, what was the name of Dawn of Sorrow? That's right, Dawn of Sorrow. Sorry, forgive me. I'm I'm Castlevania nerding out right now. I'm looking up uh, anagrams of triangle strategy. Strangely, <laughs> I eat great. <laughs> Strangely, I art get. Strangely, I ear target. Okay, this isn't solving them correctly, but this is great. Okay. <laughs> Um, so after my glowing sort of review of Katara Fables, do we, do you want a free copy of the game? Hey, sure. Free is good. Um, so RP Gamers teaming up with P-Cube, Twin Arts, Twin Hearts, and OneCut PR to give away six physical copies of the action RPG and farming sim hybrid Katara Fables. We have three copies of the game for PS4 and three for the PlayStation 5. So. Wait, you said glowing sort of. Is it because it's you were only sort of glowing, or because it wasn't a full fledged review? What did uh, you think about well, it? Well, one, because it, yeah, it wasn't a full fledged review, but also because even though I enjoyed my time with the game, it does have some problems. And but now it's I'm giving not going to go into slurs, this. So I'm shutting that down. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Bad um, website. <laughs> oh, what are we talking about? Uh,. Uh, the Katari Katari fables that no racial slurs there. It's just kitty cats doing farming and subpar action, right? Yeah. So to enter the giveaway, you need to log into the Gleam widget, which is on rpgamer.com, and then follow rpgamer on Twitter and Twitch and Facebook and YouTube and per- your preferred oh. platforms. And 
Oh, uh, everything. The more more things you follow, the more entries you get. I see. Hey, we've got sixty-five total entries right now in the widget. So yeah, and five days left. You got some good so, chances, is what that means. Get over there. That, Let's go to rpgamer.com. Yep, and it's a physical giveaway. It's even better. Oh, nice physical copy for PS5 or PS4. Yeah. Oh, wait, it was six PS5, winners total. Okay, so it's three of each. Yes, gotcha. Yeah. So that that is all the news. We've got uh, release dates. Well, what's what is what's going on with the release dates? We've got Guild of Ascensions out now. Whatever that one is. I don't remember. Do we remember what Guild of Ascension is? There's roguelite tactical action. Ew. Um those are words I do not think belong together. No, you've I feel like you've done a roguelike tactical. Um don't think so. You have ten I... seconds to apply your strategy. Nope. Jeez. Hard pass. You gotta think fast. I I'm sure that it is going to appeal to people. It just doesn't appeal to me. Oh, I might like this. I gotta look at it. The the hmm. more importantly, get in the car, losers! It's out now. finally out. Took forever. Yeah. So Chris and I have played this across multiple packs, and we've liked it every time that we've seen it. And they're going with kind of a really cool um purchase model. So the base game is free. And then if you want to support the game, you pay the $10 for the DLC. That is interesting. Oh, cool. Is it a PC and Mac, it looks like? Uh, Steam and Itch.io with the additional chapter go... for 10 bucks. I'm going to go claim that on Steam right now because it looked very interesting. Yeah, I think this is cool because it is definitely one of those games that like trying to explain it to people is really hard. And rather than spend a bunch of time and money investing into a demo, they've just decided have the game. And if you would like it, continue supporting us by buying the DLC. Oh, and the DLC, it's on sale right now. Yes, yes. it is. You can get it cheaper if you decide that. And yes, you get a I'm bundle with to... the soundtrack at basically no cost for the soundtrack. Yep. So I, I love That's the way awesome. they monetize this. I think it's fantastic. I'm very curious to see if other indies decide to jump into a model like this in the future. Hey, I think Boyfriend Dungeons certainly should have had a model like this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was kickstarted, Kelly. They can't just give it away for free. Uh, all right, whatever. What's going on with The World Ends With You and the PC? Um. So, out of nowhere... Square Enix announced that The World Ends With You is coming to the Epic Game Store, and it's out now. Is everyone angry that it's on Epic? Um, I feel like most people burned out their incendiary rage on that when the first few Square Enix games came to the Epic Game Store. Okay. And people have just grudgingly admitted that this is a much bigger deal than they had originally anticipated. Mm -hmm. I, I think the number that I heard, and I have no particular... Um, insight confidence in oh. this number because it's being floated by people that I don't know if they truly have insider knowledge, but I've heard 12 games in the deal hmm. with potential for more. So I'm sorry if you don't like the Epic Game Store. I'm, I'm biased because I have games that I have worked on on that store. So, you know, take the things that I say with a giant grain of salt, but I just, a giant block of Zestria. A giant block of Zestria. The the seasoning of the future. 
But um, yeah, it's just there are multiple pla- there are multiple storefronts at this point. Get Gog Galaxy; it will combine them all together, and then you won't have to be mad about it. <laughs> no, people will be mad about it because it's the internet. <sighs> I wish people would be less mad about it. Kenna Bridge of general. Spirits is out. Yes. And they announced a physical cool. release. Have you watched trailers for this? Yeah. So I, I every time I log on to the Epic Games Store yeah, and play exactly. Idle Champions, I see <laughs> huge amounts of advertisement for this. And like, I don't know, it looks a little too twitchy platformy for me. Twitchy platformy. You know what I'm talking about when I say twitchy that. Platformy. He All says right. the lady playing Hades. Look, I <laughs> I'm I, logging I, in to play Hades, but this game looks too twitchy for me. Hey. I'm playing at fifty-eight percent God mode. I'm playing at eighty percent God mode. I'm yeah. not complaining. Yeah, that's because I, you like grinded out God mode. For only some the last ten percent. <laughs> so strange. But anyways, um, Axelian Legends of Artifact has a prologue that released today or this week on I think PC. Yeah, PC via Steam. So if you're interested, this is a first-person Skyrim-like. Yes. Whereas uh. Kenna Bridge of Spirits was a third-person action adventure. So basically, they are throwing this out there as a, hey, guys, if you are interested in seeing us develop this, play the prologue and give us feedback because we are not going to fully develop this until we feel very confident people will buy it, which is an interesting way to go about development. What about Dandy Ace? Looks card-based. All right, nobody knows. Okay. It's it's coming out on Xbox One and Switch on September 28th. It's a roguelite action RPG developed by Mad Mimic, originally released on PC earlier this year. So go check that out. Watch the trailer and see if you're into that. Sacred Fire is getting an early access version in October. Oh, this this should have been moved to our early access section. Uh, October 19th, it'll get the early access version on PC, Mac, and Linux. You check that out. It is a... um, it is a game. I don't actually know what kind of game it is. It's Resistance Fighters in Scotland action RPG. Action RPG, like Souls like or um, not Souls like? Probably but watch the trailer. Because... I'm watching the trailer and I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, There's I... just a lot of still images and stat points and, <laughs> and timelines. And now you understand why I, I didn't no want to commit to an happening. answer there, right? right? <laughs> the Good Life is finally coming out. October 15th, we have a final date. This is the game where uh, you pick if you want to play dog mode or cat mode, or both mode, I guess now. And then you can uh, you turn into a dog or cat at night, and then you're investigating as a photojournalist during the day. It's weird. There's sheep. There's puzzles. Um, it's happening in rural England, and something's up in this town. You get to figure out what. And This uh, is the sweary game. Yeah, yes. this is the sweary game. That got kickstarted. Uh, sweary slash white owl. And it's been delayed a lot. I was just asking somebody like a week or two ago about this, if this is still coming. I remember this from years ago. Yep. I, I think this Here got kickstarted like four years ago at this point. Um, oh, Gloomhaven is also coming out next month, um, which is, it's in early access right now. It's based on the board game Gloomhaven. It's a TRPG where you recruit mercenaries and lead them through card-driven combat. That's an early access on PC? Yes. Like, it's been out for a while on PC. Like, people play this. Yeah. It's, I didn't realize it's, it was still early access. Yeah, it was EA. So it's coming wow. out of EA now. Gloomhaven, the one that takes so long to put together that people want a digital version because it takes so long to put to set up. <laughs> um, also coming out in October is uh, Evertried, which is another... It's a roguelike tactical RPG. 
coming to all of the systems for $20. Oh, another roguelike tactical RPG. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this you... one's got pixel art. Maybe you'll like it now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, you play a fallen warrior tasked with ascending a mysterious tower. Uh, the tower is divided into 50 floors, each with five areas. With floors getting more complex, as players get higher. If you die, you dissipate and lose your current <laughs> flowers. Start again at the bottom of the tower. Oh, so it's a roguelike. Tower. Yes. <laughs> like we said. Yeah. So I, I am maybe interested in this, but I think it's going to be one of those games where I put it on my wish list and maybe pick it up during some crazy Black Friday sale. Sure. So coming out this week. <clears throat> um, We have uh, Dandy Ace for Xbox One and Switch next week. We've got Neo The World Ends With You for PC. We've got Alchemic Cutie for Xbox One and Series XX. We've got New World on PC. We've got Chernobylite on PS4, Xbox One. Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, A Hero's Bonds for iOS and Android. This is the... Is this a gotcha or an actual purchase once game? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Astria Ascending for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and Switch. This one has like some some chops behind it. It's got Sakimoto music and stuff going on yeah, here. Yeah, but it so. was also the developers that did Super Neptunia RPG, which was not good. Uh, this is a Deer something or other for the developers, right? No. Um, You're thinking of Deer Villagers, and it's not. Uh, n- no, no. I think I'm. I think I'm thinking of Deer Villagers, and I think it is. Is what I'm trying to say. No, well, here. Let me. No, 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 no. Let me load up. I I just looked this up before the show. Just looked this up before the show. Breaking my memory. All right. While I, while that loads, because it's taking forever, um, we have... It's being published by Dear Villagers. Ah, so they're involved, but only but as a publisher. the developer is Artisan Studios. And that you didn't like so much. Nope. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you, Anna. Death's Gambit's coming out for the Switch. Mary Skelter Finale for PS4 and Switch. Yuan, Yuan, Yuan Sword 7 for PS4 and Xbox One. And Darksiders 3 for the Switch. Hey, should I buy you Darksiders No, I, you know, I... You need to stop buying me copies of Darksiders. <laughs> we have proven that I'm not going to play them, and you're just going to have to resell the copies you buy me. All right, that's fair. Yep. Uh, Death, Death's Gambit had been up before. Mm-hmm. This is some. This is a special. This is a new. No, this is a. It's coming to Switch now. It was on like Xbox and stuff. Oh, just right? a new platform. Okay. Death's Gambit is the uh, the Crow one, right? No, this is a Dark Souls one. Two D platform game with role playing elements. What is this? Yeah, it's it's kind of like pixel art, two D Dark Soul, Dark. Oh my goodness, Dark Souls. Two Dark Souls, two Dark Two Souls, Souls. Two Dark Two Furious. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, it's coming out on Switch now. Um, Astria Ascending. Seriously, folks, look at this and watch. Apparently, after what Anna said, wait for reviews. But like, it looks pretty, and it's got soundtrack people who should be good. So. Yeah, that does look. It'd be pretty. nice if it was good. <laughs> Apparently, Anna's making me think. No, nah, it won't be. Makes me sad. Looks really cool though. Yeah, you play as like a... demigods, and you got to fix stuff, and you know. It, it looks like a spiritual successor to Valkyrie Profile. It's got that side view thing going on, but I don't think it plays like that. Mm. So I guess um, big release, but watch the videos and and don't pre-order. Like find out. Find out. Don't mess around and find out. Just find out first. Here's a video of the gameplay for those who are watching live. And if you want to watch live, you tune in every week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Easter on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. You can also go to the show thread on the website at rpgamer.com. Find the podcast section. Go to RPGcast 
find this episode, post your comment in there and tell us the answer to the question of the week, which is, are you into visual novels and adventure games? If so, recommend one. Now that I've listed all the releases that are coming out, I need to know what are you going to play this week? Anna Marie, what are you playing this week? Um, Raging Loop. Kelly Ryan. Um, more, more Hades, more Tales of Arise, and at some point, I want to start an Atelier game because I forgot to mention I bought all of the Atelier games. Oh my gosh! This week you bought they a were lot final. of Atelier. <laughs> Look, they—I've been waiting since they released for them to go on sale, and they went on sale. And it's like if I don't do this now, they're never going to go on. sale You know, there's some bad ones, right? Yeah. Okay, you didn't have to get them I, all. That's all I'm saying. I, I like Atelier, and right. I have enough Atelier for days, and I swear I saved money on these. Well, I then. crunched the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> she did the math, folks. I did the math. All right. Um, with that, we are. Go- uh, I need to tell you that I will be playing more Hades, as well as some Tales of Arise, I believe. And then, Pascal, let's leave you. What are you going to play between now and the next time we see you? Yeah. Um. Well, one, I I can't I can't say what I'm going to be playing. Uh. Oh. But I also pre-ordered um the physical edition of Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh. And I think it's coming out this week. I want to say it's coming out the thirtieth. So whenever that gets delivered. And there you go. And that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much for joining us today. We are going to catch you next week. Um. If you're going to watch our Twitch channel, what can you expect in the next few days, Anna? Um, we have our regular Sunday morning, um, head to head to head, head to head to head. Yes. So Scar streams. And then as soon as he's done, I stream. And then as soon as I'm done, Hair Frog streams. Okay. And then Monday is a bit of a crapshoot. Sounds. Oh, is it now? I thought I had a schedule. (laughs) Well, it does. It's changing. Yes. Cool. Well, stay tuned. And with that, we're going to leave you all. I hope you have a good day good morning a good week have fun playing your games and tell us about those adventure games you're into until next time we'll see ya bye bye everyone bye bye